Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's up, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings and Raycon. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, this episode is giving very much Plain City to Newark because it's episode 161 of Subjectively Speaking. Clever, right? Very clever. clever. So good at what I do. Can you tell that we've done this once or twice? But (laughs) (laughs) welcome on in, everybody. It is, like I said, episode 161 of Subjectively Speaking. And we've got some fun stuff to talk about today. It's like one of those weird episodes where we're going to bring back a segment that we only do with certain rules based on how the Blue Jackets perform. And, well, they met the criteria this week and good hockey this weekend. And it's just hard to not be a little bit happier for this one as opposed to where I think we've (laughs) stumbled into these recordings recently. Like... Kind of just being like, what the fuck? Why are we here? Hey, a minute. A minute. <laughs> a minute in. It's going really well. It's going really well. Laura, how are you doing, my friend? I, I know you wrapped up your Monday here. You didn't have President's Day off today. Correct. I had Friday off this past Friday off. That's a weird thing. I didn't have either day off. So uh congratulations. Well, it confused many a human because as I think I may have explained it before, but I thought I had today off. And then when I was looking at our calendar, I was like, oh, no, my institution is taking Friday instead of Monday. So even my mom was like, hope you're enjoying your day off. And I was like, wasn't today. It was definitely last week. But I enjoyed the sentiment um, because I was also confused. And I kind of forgot that other people would have today off. Um, because there was like afternoon hockey games. Correct. Like, and a bunch of them, like a, a good chunk of like afternoon hockey games. So I was like, what is happening? And thank God I changed my, um, uh, Got draft, your fantasy you know? lineup. Oh my God. My fantasy lineup. Fans. Yes. <laughs> Words are hard. Um, no, I changed my fantasy at like 11 a.m. this morning because if not, I when I would typically do it at like 5 on a Monday, um, I would have missed out on a bunch of points because humans were playing. Yeah, there were. There were quite a few games happening around the NHL at a pretty early time today, which was just fascinating because like you mentioned, I mean, it's just – not happening anywhere else in the world. Like, for example, it's 7.43 right now as we record, and the Sharks and the Kraken have already played today. <laughs> like, a game that would never have started until at least 10 o'clock Eastern on a normal weeknight. And so, yeah, very weird circumstance, but fun. I, I kind of like that they did that, and there are definitely some games going on still tonight. Uh, you know what? A good start for my fantasy team this week. I'm feeling pretty good. Laura, we're, like, kind of hitting our stride, I think, in fantasy this right now. I mean, I beat the pants off of Danny last week, but she doesn't set her roster. So, I mean, but she, if she would have, I'm pretty sure she would have beat me. But um, I don't know. I'm a little worried about Steven. Yeah, I know he, he be- also doesn't set his roster either, but he does that and then still beats me. Yeah, he's got a good team. Like, so he's got a lot of players on a team that are good. So it just like so happens that he can still sometimes, he beat me once this year. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was just like, I was so pissed. Um, yeah, I'm up 13 already on Lil Boomer. Oh, I would be careful though. Little Boomer's team is good. Oh, I know they're good. They're good. It's a Little Boomer is thirteen and five, and I'm twelve and six, and we're both coming into this game with a five-game winning streak. I will say that my playoff percentage jumped drastically just from winning last week. I went from like a fifty percent to now a seventy percent. Well, playoff it helps, percentage. It helps too that. Chris, the Lake Erie Barons, lost last week. So now you both are eleven and seven. So like you won and he lost. So you like got some some extra love there from whoever played Chris. So shout out to that person. But yeah, fantasy is starting to look a little bit better. I'm still a six seed though. And only eight teams make the playoffs, and I'm starting to get nervous because as of right now, we would. Both oh, I don't think it. I'm making the playoffs at all. No, as of right now, we would both make it. You are the that, seventh seed. Wow. I am the sixth seed. Kelly is the fifth seed, and Kyle is the is the eighth seed. So there's eight of us that are at, or no, there's four of us that are at twelve and six and eleven and seven, and then there's another one. So five of us are at least eleven and seven, or twelve and six, fighting for the last four spots. It's gonna get messy. <laughs> Yes, but as as you admitted last week, um, if one of us isn't going to make it in, it has to be me because you it it can't be me that makes it in and you don't. Oh, I don't care either way. No, my rule that that was lies. No, lies. I would prefer that it's me. Of course, I'm not an idiot. But my what I said was my ideal situation is that either we both make it or we both don't. That's what I said on that episode. But you also said that it, you would yeah, prefer it be you. Or me. Absolutely. Who the fuck is not self-interested? <laughs> Who is I don't not? care way. I disagree. I, our conversations offline about how you perceive how you do in fantasy tells me a totally different story. That's because everything I do in my life is, in my opinion, a reflection of how I am as a human. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talk about lies and slander on our podcast. Whatever you said, it would have to be you and not me because you couldn't again, handle it. Again, yes. <laughs> Admitting to that, that if I had to choose, I'm absolutely self-interested here. You already have the trophy from last year. I've got to try to get it this year. we got to keep it in the family. And purchase our own merch for each other. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It wouldn't be the first time, would it? Um... No, I mean we just buy our merch when we need it. So that's true. Yeah, it's not like we just like have like the the press in our garage. But oh man, well yeah, it's a it's a beautiful Monday out here in West Michigan. We're getting another snowstorm this week. Oh, it was fifty five degrees today. Yeah, today wasn't bad. Today was probably like low forties, high thirties. Like it was actually kind of pleasant. But to, uh, I've already shifted all of my Wednesday meetings to be remote because that's. Where, like they're talking about like freezing rain and like sleet and and multiple multiple inches of snow. So, okay, all of that can happen this week. It is not allowed to happen well, next. And I had a panic because like I don't know what it was. Like I don't know why my brain stopped working. But like with February being a shorter month and like all that kind of stuff, I was like when I saw that and I saw that like travel could be dicey for like the weekend. I went mother. Because I was like, I gotta get down to Columbus. We've got the game on the third. We're gonna, we still need to buy tickets to this, but we need to, we're going to the 
um, the outdoor game in Cleveland. So it's like, there's all that fun stuff happening. And I'm like, I need for the weather to just cooperate with me as much as it possibly can, because I don't have the emotional capacity to not be down there. And I also would be so sad myself and would not be a good supporter to you if I was not able to come down. (laughs) It is my birthday. Yeah. And as we talked about in the last episode, I'm scared of Laura and her birthday because she is like, you know how like they talk about like Bridezilla, Laura's birthdayzilla. I am not. Not super birthdayzilla, but you definitely are like birthdays are important. They are important. Listen, to me, it's all about the dash in between the birthday and the death date, girl. Yes, I understand that, but you weren't a middle how many, child. How many times can I say that on a, on our podcast before your birthday hits? Enough to hurt me, probably. <laughs> probably true. I think once was enough to hurt you, to be fair. That's probably true. But, but no, all of that has to stay to this week, and then next week will be totally fine for you to come down to Columbus. Should we do the 14-day outlook on... Well, not 14. It's probably like more like 10 at this Only point. Only if but... it's not going to hurt my feelings. Let's see. We're going to find out together. <laughs> I'm pulling up AccuWeather right now. This is not sponsored. Don't get it twisted. It could be. I mean, sure. Right, somebody from AccuWeather is listening. They really went, went in on the hockey, hockey moment. Oh, I think we're going to be good. Are you lying? No, no, no. I would absolutely not be able to hide my face if I was. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it says that on Thursday, which is your birthday, which is probably the day that I'll drive down. I might drive down mm-hmm. Wednesday. Stay tuned. Um, 40 degrees and rain. So I'm going to need for it to like not shift any degrees. But worst case scenario, it looks like Tuesday and Wednesday both are no, no snow and high above freezing. So... Good news. Yay. Yay. You'll see me. But hopefully we see a Blue Jackets performance like we saw this weekend because Laura, the Jackets picked up three out of four points on the road in back-to-back games against the Dallas Stars and the Arizona Coyotes. It was a fun weekend to be a Blue Jackets fan. Yeah, it was good hockey. Um, I am fully convinced that this team just cannot win three games in a row. Like, they're physically incapable of doing it. Um, Because if we would have won in Arizona uh, on Sunday night, then it would have been, I think, the first time this whole season that they've won three games in a row. So um, I'm just, you know, setting my standard at the fact that they just physically can't, uh, that the hockey gods just are not for it. And you know what? They They still played good hockey this weekend, so that's really all that matters but yeah um on saturday night they faced off against dallas and i mean dallas is the number one team in the west and we kind of kicked their butt which is kind of nice that doesn't happen a whole lot i think you're kind of bearing the lead on this that was a weird fucking game like that was just like a really weird in so many different ways game and the blue jackets luckily enough get the win, but, like, you knew that this game was going to be cursed when Liam Foodie scored. That's true. Like, that was, like, how you knew that this game was going to be weird. But, like, not cursed for us. Like, not cursed for the Blue Jackets. Like, that's how you knew that this game for the Stars was going to be a journey because what a what a way to to shake off the, the, 
the monkey, right? Like, I mean, finally, Liam Foodie has scored an NHL regular season goal. After almost three years, it was like August 2020 that he scored that goal in the bubble. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's been a time. It sure has. And I'm sure nobody knows that better than Liam Foodie because <laughs> it, and and it's his 63rd NHL game. So that's the other piece of it that's crazy, right? I mean, like, sure, like you're talking about like two and a half, three seasons worth of of time here, but only 63 games played in his NHL career. And the 63rd game is uh, the 63rd time is the charm, apparently, because that's when he was finally able to find the back of the net. I mean, good for him, right? I mean, I know that we've been rooting for that to happen. I don't think that anybody, even if you don't think that Liam Foodie like is going to be a predominant feature of this team for for the foreseeable future, it's still one of those things where it's nice to see a guy finally, finally break through. I mean, he was due <laughs> to say the least. Well, and it hasn't been like he he wasn't trying. Like he's definitely been trying. He's had better nights than others, but you know, at and at certain points it just seemed like he couldn't even buy a goal. Like he it was just he'd hit a post, he'd shoot wide, you know, it'd roll off a stick, like all this sort of stuff. And he just couldn't it just wasn't happening. And so to see like the monumentous joy on his face, and then of course just like how excited the whole team was uh, to see him finally get a goal in the regular season. Like um, that was a big moment, but you're right. It definitely kicked off a much weirder game than I think we've ever seen. And as far as like blue jacket luck is considered, that may have been the luckiest this team has ever been in a situation Um, because and I think they said it's only happened like 11 times in the history of the NHL that a team has gotten two um, reviewed goals called back. I want to say, and one of those in the same times, game. Yeah, I mean, one of those 11 times it happened to Columbus a few years ago. I can't, or yet last year, or was it even this? No, it was last year. I feel like we had. Two or mate? No, it was just two goals called back. Yeah, because one of and they might have both been Igor Chinikovs in one game. I just remember I I'm could be making that up entirely. We can look up. We can look it I up. Know, but I'm yeah, trying, we I'm like, what do, what the fuck do I even Google? So here we go. I'm gonna keep doing this while you continue telling the story of the weirdness. Um, well, uh, by the end of the first period, it could have been Dallas three, us one, but, uh, yeah, two goals by Dallas, Lars, um, challenged them. And, you know, the first one, you know, they say that they're going to challenge and I text Jeremy and I'm like, this is not like, I don't know why we bother. Like these never go in our favor. And then just miraculously it was called for offsides. And I was like, oh, well, that's fun. Like, <laughs> that's kind of fun. We got, you know, goal called back. So it remains 1-1. And um, I guess that might have been in the second period. Um, but, and then the second time it happens, you're like, oh, God, okay. And you're like, oh, God, don't challenge it again. Like, you already had, like, 
you used your luck. Like you used your lucky like draw in this first one. And so I think we were all on pins and needles just waiting for the refs to come back with a decision. And when they came back and said it was goalie interference, I was like, huh, who would have thought? Like, it just was such a strange circumstance. And it kept this game at 1-1 all the way through to the second, to the end of the second period. Um, and that just, like, it doesn't happen for us. No. Like, those circumstances, like, do not happen. In any other typical Blue Jackets game, that would have been us serving two additional penalties. Like, because they just don't. And you've been a fan for much longer than I have, so I, I have to believe that you haven't seen a circumstance like this before. No, I mean, it was weird. Well, I mean, like, the weirdest one that I can actually think of is uh, even it was this year it was the um the Leafs and the Devils it was when the Devils had their 13 game win streak I want to say and it was the they had three goals overturned in one game. oh wow yeah they had three goals overturned in one game and Toronto ended up winning and that ended up being the game that snapped the 13 game win streak for uh New Jersey if you remember right which I love it <laughs> fuck those guys but yeah, I'll keep looking for that because I'm actually really genuinely curious about that at this point. But but yeah, the third period for the Jackets is really when they took off, which was exciting. I mean, you know, the the biggest goal of the game is obviously the first one in the case of, of Liam Foodie. But then Adam Boquist also gets his second of the season. And then you've got Matthew Olivier gets a goal. And then Eric Robinson gets the funky goal, which is the, the goal that gets awarded because of the penalty while Eric Robinson was making an attempt on an empty net. And so NHL rules say that that is a goal, which we love to see. But what a third period for Matthew Olivier. Yes. A goal Um, and two assists in the third period alone. He's, I mean, we call, I call him our little prize fighter, but like, he's another one of the, and I feel like we say this all the time about Blue Darts players, but He's just like quietly just really good for this team. And yeah, I mean, he plays exactly the role he's supposed to. I mean, we, I think we like if there's anybody on this team that does that the best, I think it's him. Mm-hmm. Like he's an enforcer like we want him to. He's like he's really dominant in all the right places as long as he's staying, you know, controlled. He does have a few moments where he flies off the handle and things don't go exactly how we want them to, but you know, and he's always kind of in the right place at the right time when it comes to getting these assists. And like, even when he is scoring, I mean, I know four goals um, isn't a ton obviously, but it's a good number for a defenseman. And, you know, he's just, he's an all in guy. Like you can tell that he, he's not a defenseman. He's a forward. Yep. I was waiting until you saw my face to be like, what? He acts like a defenseman, but he is a forward. Um, Again, Mondays are hard. Um, But yeah, so he just, like you said, he's doing everything that, you know, we were told that he could do. And he's just holding down like that bottom six in a really great way. But yeah, I've also, I have never, ever seen that awarded goal situation. 
I haven't either. It's it's really uncommon. I mean, it's not like to- like it's not the world's most rare thing because I mean, especially like people will take stupid risks to try to like get away with stopping a puck from going in the net, especially when you're. You know, that game is a little weirder because you've got a two-goal de- deficit there to try to make up, and so that third goal isn't really going to do a lot. But, but yeah, it was it was fascinating. I wasn't able to watch the game at the end, and so it was weird. Like, when I just had, like, a little notification came up on my phone that was, like, awarded, and I was like, what? <laughs> it's like I've never seen the NHL app say that. So, weird one. Yeah, it was definitely weird. And I hate the stars' alternative journeys. Yeah, you you did not love that. They hurt my eyes. Like, I do not like them. And normally I would think that combination, like neon and black, I would really like. But no. Yeah, it is pretty aggressive. I, I will be honest. But... Hey, to each their own, to each their own. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about a jersey here in a little bit. But, but yeah, I, the Jackets had all the confidence going into, into Arizona, which I think is exciting because, I mean, you you play, like you said, the team that is currently leading in the Central, and you're like, oh, yeah, surely, surely going to Arizona is going to amount in a similar amount of success. And it's not to say that you leave – Arizona like devastated by the result but man you you hope that especially considering the fact that Ellis Merzlikens is back in net against an Arizona team that face it like shouldn't be nearly as much of a challenge as Dallas and unfortunately and there's a lot more to this story Jackets end up losing that one in overtime to the Arizona Coyotes yeah that was a rough go Like, I didn't, I mean, it was an interesting game to watch, but, like, and again, it's one of those circumstances where, like, yes, in in standings, they're two different teams, but, like, Dallas and Arizona play two different styles of hockey, and Columbus, like, we just, (laughs) we're not as prepared for Arizona as we were for Dallas. Um... And it just was so much more of a struggle. Like, obviously, we went down to nothing in the first, which was disheartening. But, you know, hey, we went down to nothing against the Leafs, too, and we're able to come back and, you know, even things up. Um, and then, thankfully, in the second period, our beloved captain uses um, basically himself as a shield and deflects um, – uh, deflects the puck into the net to get the jackets on the board. But then it's still kind of, it's a lot of back and forth for the rest of the second period. Um, and then Patrick Line in the third does a very Patrick Line goal and ties up the game. But it was just a lot like, it was weirdly frustrating. And I don't know if that's like my opinion because we all like to make fun of Arizona because they're currently playing in a college arena. And so like, you kind of feel like maybe their players wouldn't be up to standard because that's the place that they're playing in. Um, But again, I think we talked about before, like it's not the players fault that their organization like 
couldn't pay their rent. So they're like doing the best they can with what they've got. Um, but this game was just so much more of a struggle than I thought it would be. And then to get it into overtime and have the overtime goal happen the way that it did um, by just the complete like misfunction of our people on the ice and just leaving Elvis in a very compromising situation after he had a pretty good game. It just is frustrating and sad. Cause like I said, we had two really good wins and this team is just not capable of winning three games in a row. It would appear that that is true because it just simply <laughs> is not happening for them right now. And you hope that this team can make that happen at least once here as they close out the season because you want to just kind of begin to instill some confidence in these young guys so they can go on these runs, especially when you consider the fact that, like, that is so important, especially if you're fighting for a playoff spot and you need to make sure that in your last, you know, 15 games you pick up X amount of points. Like, you just need to, you just need to be prepared to go on a run. And this team just hasn't shown that they're super able to do that. But they do have a point streak alive out of Arizona, so still at three games. Four is the record for the season, if you'll remember right, and that was post-Finland. Uh, and so we'll see if if the Jackets can string along a fourth win or a fourth game with points, I should say. But, Laura, we have a rule on the show where if the Jackets like just truly don't, in the course of the games that we're covering, if they don't perform well or – if they end up finding themselves in the in the L column more often than not, we won't do three stars, but we've got three points in four games. It's been a while since we've done it. So let's rattle off our three stars for this weekend, shall we? Sure. You know I love three stars. And you love it so much that you get to go first. Oh, I hate you so much. No, you uh, loved it. That's weird that you'd be sad about it. I do first. love it, but a little time to think about it would have been nice. Um, I mean, hey, to be fair, see. I did tell you about five minutes before I hit record. So you have had about a half hour. Oh, yeah. That's very, yes. As we've been talking about numerous other things, I should have been thinking about my three stars. I, listen... We, as somebody who me has diagnosed ADHD and you claims to have ADHD, um, I think we are capable of thinking about other things while we're doing other things. I mean, almost, almost too much, probably, but you know, I just it is what it is, it's fine, it okay. Is. And I even just stalled for two minutes for you because I love you so much. But again, I was talking, and so I'm not. I can solve Mondays for another two, and you can fake it if you need to. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So my three stars. I'm going to go third star, Liam Foodie, simply because he finally got a goal. And it doesn't mean he's going to get another one this season, but I just think that has to be such a relief to him to finally have that goal. It has to be such a relief to the coaches that he has finally scored. Um, and again, he has scored plenty in Cleveland. It's just that he has never scored in, reg in regular season um, with the NHL. So it's not like he has an inability. Um, but it's just, you know, we've been waiting a long time for this moment. So, you know, just kudos. Kudos to him. Um, my... 
My second star is Adam Boquist because ever since he's come back from injury, he just like, again, we use this term quietly, but like truly quietly has just been racking up like assists. He hasn't, obviously he only has two goals on the season, but he has an impressive um, assist record building up and he just has been in some really key positions that have got us some good goals um, since he's come back from injury. So um, kudos to Adam. And obviously he got a goal in the last uh, two games. So big ups to him. And then my number one star is Jonas Corposalo just for his outstanding, outstanding performance in Dallas. Um, and you know, his last few games, Corpy has really just, um, he's just becoming the Corpy that we know and love also increasing his trade value, (laughs) um, and making the next, you know, couple weeks, uh, very emotional for me, but he's just played so well. And, you know, I even think that that is rubbing off on Elvis too, like seeing Corpy get his confidence back seeing, you know, the two of them communicate together. And I think it's calming Elvis and like showing him that it is possible to like come back and to find your groove again. Um, so yeah, my number one is, is Corpy. So there you go. All right. And so for the, let the record show that Laura's number one star was a goalie. It wasn't Elvis though. I, it doesn't matter at this point. Like it's, it's a goalie. Like it's normally going to be, um, no, I think that's, I think that's a, you know, we're two out of three. We've got two out of the three saved. So I think a pretty decent list that you just curated there. So for me, you know, uh, for, for similar reasons as to why you had him at three, I think you have to put Liam Foody at three just for simply getting that monkey off of his back. I mean, I know that has to feel good and I, I'm excited to see what it could potentially do for him in terms of, of maybe being a a pivotal turning point for him. I I just think that he has the opportunity now that that pressure has been relieved to, as long as he stays in the lineup, you know, potentially give himself a shot at, at staying in the lineup and, and maybe racking up a couple more goals before the end of the season to maybe give the jackets a little bit of flexibility with his contract or potentially even just like prove it. Like maybe he can prove it. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm remaining very cautiously optimistic. Giannis Corposalo is my two. He looked really good against the Stars, and to your point, he's really got gained his confidence back. Must be something about being a dad. I don't know. But he he truly has looked great. And, you know, I, I think even without the, the goals that got called back happening, I mean, there were still plenty of opportunities that Dallas had that they just weren't able to capitalize on. I mean, he ends up being a little bit over – um one expected goal saved above uh, one goal saved above expected I should say and so you know I always run to that when I think about goaltenders but my number one star and I cannot I'm actually shocked that you didn't put him in your top in your in your three stars is Matthew Olivier I can't believe that you like just didn't I thought about it but I'm surprised you didn't do the whole honorable mention thing that you normally do whenever you like don't want to make somebody feel excluded no, because you always get mad. So I, and I you make fun of me. I, I absolutely would have still done that for what it's worth. But yeah, I mean, Matthew Olivier played 
1841 against Dallas. And, and to that point, that was, that was when he had his three point game, his first ever multi-point game in the NHL, let alone his first ever three point game. And then the following night against Arizona, you know, obviously he stayed, stayed off the scoreboard, but he still played almost 16 minutes, got a fight too. So he, he played almost 16 minutes, but also sat for five. And so kudos to him. And it was his 100th game. So really just a cool weekend, I think, for Matthew Olivier. It's too bad he couldn't find a way to get a fight in against Dallas because he would have had himself a Gordie Howe hat trick. I think my my bold and maybe not so bold prediction is that he's probably the next Blue Jacket to do that if another one does it anytime in the near future. But, yeah, Matthew Olivier is my number one star. I don't think I ever thought going into this season that there would be a moment where Matthew Olivier was my number one star. But like you said, Laura, and to, to use the word that you keep using, uh, quietly – he is having just such a good season, and so I—he—he's really become one of my favorite players. He reminds me a lot of like a Jared Bull, Derek Dorsett, like Jody Shelley kind of like admiration that I think fans in Columbus have for him. And so, you know what? I love it. I love it. And Laura, do you know what else I love? Winning money on DraftKings. Yeah, I love winning money on DraftKings. And uh, folks, you know you've come to exactly the right place to learn how to do that because it's time to bring back hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. So, you know, there's been a lot of shakeups in the NBA. Obviously, we are not an NBA podcast, but I've definitely been paying attention. I mean, obviously, Russell Westbrook looks like he's going to L.A. Kevin Love looks like he's going to Miami. All about buyouts that I don't understand how it can happen in the middle of the season. Somebody who knows the NBA, let me know that. All I know is that I know where to go when I'm looking to win money on sports betting, and that is DraftKings. So you're going to want to download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. You know, this time of year, Laura, if I've said it once, I've said it at least 20 times, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. So if you're anything like me and you think, oh, you know what, Jeremy, you're going to you're gonna run a marathon this year. Uh, bad news for you, buddy. Bad news. Uh, pretty unrealistic. I've, I've actually found that over the course of the, you know, 25 years that I've been on this earth, a really long time, the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. And in the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change. If it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Maybe, you know, maybe you told yourself, I'm going to listen to one podcast a day and it's going to be when I get on the elliptical. So you know what you're going to do? You're going to plug in those earbuds to your earballs and you're going to listen to them and you're going to listen to subjectively speaking and you're going to go it's going to be perfect it's going to help you work out that new year's resolution it's going to be amazing because whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds low latency gaming headphones or a speaker with a battery that'll last you all night at your next party raycon's got you covered and yep raycon started at half the price of other premium audio brands so you don't even have to choose between products you can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. 
So if you have two pair of everyday earbuds, maybe you leave one at home, maybe you leave one in the office so that way you know you're covered wherever you are and uh, you're going to love them. And I know you're going to love them because even if you know that you are going to love them as much as I do, they want you to know that uh, you can feel great about your purchasing of Raycons. They offer buy now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Maybe you want to listen to your to your podcast with a different sound profile than your favorite R&B album. Well, good news. Three customizable sound profiles are going to help you do that. They've got water and sweat resistant. They're made of water and sweat resistant materials. So therefore, if you're taking this out on a jog and, and you know you're going to get a little sweaty on the jog, good news. Good news. Not going to damage your Raycons. Promise. And uh, also, maybe you're somebody who like isn't going to get around at a charger all day. Good news. Eight hours of playtime with your everyday earbuds and 11 hours of playtime with your everyday speaker. Really, what's not to love, right? So if you're ready to buy something with a small, with a big impact, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Laura, I'd be reading. <laughs> you do be reading. That is true. And you know what? I bet that sounds really great on Raycons. My Raycons. <laughs> oh, man. I hate us. We're going to get fired. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of people who are currently not at work, Johnny Goudreau. The last cheese fell. <laughs> cheese no longer stands alone, which sucks also because he was third in the NHL for uh, for an Iron Man game or Iron yeah Iron Man streak. Uh, he was simply still a little over seven hundred games behind Phil Kessel, but like he was there, he was like there, but he was, he was there. I mean, three hundred I think ninety four games in a row. That's nothing to like snub your nose at. That's a lot of seasons so well and on top of that like the other piece is throughout covid like that's what i think makes like any of the streaks that are active before like 2020 like so impressive because it's like you didn't like and if they did get covid at any point maybe it was a situation like the like the jackets had a ton of people get covid right there after the after christmas in 2021 so maybe it's like a similar situation where like maybe people just got lucky and their team shut down around the time that they got covid but yeah, that that part impresses me a lot. I don't know what kind of shit Phil Kessel was doing to keep from getting COVID during that time, but I mean, I think he, we all probably should have been doing it to be honest. Well, I'm pretty sure Phil Kessel has like the insides of like a goat, and so he what can just like mean? he can just withstand like anything. Can the inside of a goat withstand anything? I'm learning they that for the eat first time. aluminum. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. That's fucking weird. I don't either, but goats eat ever, a little bit of. Do you ever see those goat simulators, like the ones where you can like be a goat? It's a no. computer game. I shit you not. It's a computer game. It's like a it's a video game. And you literally are like a goat. And this goat is like badass. Like the goat will like fuck people up. Uh, I I don't know if I should <laughs> tell the story. Did a goat fuck you up once? It tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think you you do have you have to tell a story now. So when I was a child, like I'm talking like six or seven, 
my mom used to babysit this little girl um, and she lived on a farm. And so the parents of the little girl loved my sister and I and were like, oh my gosh, you guys should come over for like a sleepover. And like, you can see the farm animals and all this sort of stuff. We grew up like in town. Like I know that I grew up in Holmes County and like Amish stuff, but like I grew up in town, like street lights, you know, cars, all this sort of stuff, like in town. We are not farm people. <laughs> like, so my mom was like, oh, that would be great. Like exposure to, you know, all this sort of stuff. So we go to this like slumber party. I'm like six or seven. My sister would have been five. And then I think little Lindsay was like three or four. And... <laughs> they have all these farm animals like they have horses and they have pigs and cows um, and as advertised as advertised right. and they also had goats and their mom the mom right. was <laughs> the That's mom was like oh, i'm such an idiot <laughs> that was a sheep good try what though noise, what noise do goats make um similar i think Okay, so maybe I don't feel like such an idiot. I was like, wait, that's definitely what a sheep says. I think it's similar. I feel You're like they say it, but like just like a little bit more grass in their mouth. I don't know. Probably. But so the mom was like, oh my gosh, like you're, the animals are fine. Like some of them were free roaming, which now as an adult is like my worst fear. My best friend has free roaming chickens and it's the worst situation pulling up to her house for me. But anyway... So they just, this goat was just like out in their house area. And the mom was like, oh, it's so fun. The goat plays tag. And I was like, oh, I don't like that idea. Like, I don't. And she's like, oh, no, no, it's fun. Except it wasn't fun. Yeah. Because that goat set its sights on me. And was like bound and determined to tag me slash stampede me and kill me probably. This goat chased me around this yard until I ran up their swing set and still the goat tried to come up the slide. Oh my God. It sensed Traumatized. Your fear. It sensed your fear. You were the only one that was afraid. It, I also it, fell off a horse in this same sleepover. Maybe not your best sleepover. My first time ever riding a horse. And they were like, oh, you'll be fine. Like the mom was walking beside me and they're like, oh, let's walk up the side of this hill. Because that makes sense. And similar to another story that I won't talk about right now where someone didn't clarify that you should like lean one way or another when the horse or what you're riding on is going one way or another to like oh my God, did you fall off of like a motorcycle or something you fell off a jet ski oh my god i could tell by the way you said that it was like had something to do with like you as a passenger like making the wrong choice <laughs> But that's a story for another day because it is also shameful and it does involve animals. But that one also involves animals. What the fuck it is does. going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I fell off this horse. Bless you. Definitely she caught me. <laughs> I'm getting no, hay fever just talking about these stupid animals. 
Um, but yeah, no, I fell off. I fell off a horse and got chased by a goat. And when my mom picked me up the next day, I said, I'm never doing that again. And she was like, all right. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, that was hilarious. That whole sequence was really good. I, I have never had the closest thing to that experience that I have ever had was when I was a child. I was on a family vacation to Myrtle Beach and the newly rebranded Dixie, or it's like, it used to be called the Dixie Stampede. Now it's just the Dolly Parton Stampede. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they like, it was a dine, like a dining theater or whatever have you. And so there was one like portion of this, which is like terrible because I've since like watched like all of these like videos about like, it's a way to try to like, canceled Dolly Parton is by bringing that up but then like people don't talk about the fact that she was like the one that made them change the brand because she didn't want it to I digress I just you can't cancel Dolly for me like you just can't but we were like they were going around and like trying to find children and I was one of the children that they found (laughs) and I got to chase a literal chicken as part of this theater production I literally was on the ground and to which I've learned has like really racist connotation now. And like, I know that, but as a five-year-old, I was just really fucking excited to be like, chasing chicken. <laughs> and so I sprinted after that chicken and I, and I won like my like chicken won. I think we were on the South side though. So really wish I would have fucking lost <laughs> because felt bad about that. Mm-hmm felt like I contributed to something that I didn't personally contribute to. And somewhere, some somewhere, and there's no way that this person is listening to this show, but I, if there's a God, my brother was wearing flip-flops, so he couldn't do it. Like, they wouldn't let him do it. So there was a kid sitting next to me who was probably closer to my age than my brother was, and I did it with this kid. And he was, like, there with his grandma. Like, they were, like, on a vacation, which is, like, just really sweet. But we, like chase the chicken together we were teammates and we won and i don't know where this person is why would i that's stupid to even wonder but i'm wondering if you're out there and you're listening to this show for whatever the fuck reason and you chased a chicken in like 2004 in Myrtle Beach, south carolina for the south let me know love to catch up but oh wow are we okay but yeah johnny goudreau's hurt um <laughs> yes so he is a day-to-day with an upper body injury i think it's his hand i thought it was a lower body injury so here we are we're doing great i he's hurt hey 50 50 one of us is right lower body upper body he's hurt but he is just day-to-day so i would expect he'll be back in the lineup soon maybe by thursday when they play minnesota we shall see but if he wants like have a slow burn return i wouldn't be devastated but well i think he wants to get back in the lineup i'm sure i'm sure he does and that he doesn't so seem okay. like the time of the kind of guy that likes to like sit idly so i just went on to twitter to look up johnny Gaudreau to see if it was an upper body or lower body injury i can't remember which one of us even said which to be completely frank with you but i it's said lot- upper body because i think it's his hand it is a lower body injury um but hopefully everything is good (laughs) hopefully his hand is. i mean they said day to day so i assume if it was anything worse they'd be like 
indefinitely. Right. But then I found one of our followers, uh, Matt Horner. Um, I found a tweet from him where he mentioned Johnny Goudreau, which is why he like this tweet showed up. But it just says Connor Bedard, Jordan Dumay, Johnny Goudreau, Nick Blinkenberg, Justin Danforth, CBJ could possibly have the shortest team next year. <laughs> short Kings, which like is so true. That's so valid. Oh my God. It's going to be a short team. if, And that's like also assuming that D- Dumay makes the lineup, but like, or, or that the Jackets draft Connor Bedard. There are a lot of variables in that, but that's still hilarious. I would still argue that even without those two in the picture, it's still maybe the shortest team in the NHL. That is true. We we stand like, a short king. I was like looking at lists of active NHL players that are five nine or shorter, and it's like not that many of them, and most of them play for the Blue Jackets. It's like wild. Yeah, it's uh, those ones and Cam. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, or have played for the Jackets. Yeah, been playing. So. <sighs> wow. I, it's a bunch of shorties. We haven't really heard much about that recently. I hope everything's okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Things are things are getting a little bit wacky on subjectively speaking, clearly in this episode. I don't know what's going on with us, but things are also getting a little wacky in in the NHL, Laura. We've we've gotten some some pretty big trades happening here over the course of the last few days. You know, we obviously know that a couple of folks are probably gonna be traded based on being held out of certain things. We obviously talked a few, a few weeks back just about the Bo Horvat trade and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's a, it's a good time <laughs> in my opinion, because the Toronto Maple Leafs made a trade with the St. Louis blues in which the Maple Leafs acquired Ryan O'Reilly and Nolichari. So like, not just, not just Ryan O'Reilly there and St. Louis got Mikhail Abramov, uh, Adam Goddard, the Toronto first rounder in 2023, Ottawa third rounder in 2023, Toronto second in 2024. Yeah. Quite the haul. And this all happened at like 11 o'clock at night on Friday. Whatever day the 17th was. Friday. Um, And Minnesota was also part of that deal as well. They played a, a middleman in that one and retained some of Ryan O'Reilly's salary. And for that, they got a fourth round pick. Yeah, this was, I didn't see this coming like whatsoever. Um, I mean, I haven't really paid attention. I don't, I, Ryan O'Reilly got hurt early in the season, so I didn't have him on my, um, my fantasy team for very long, but so I wasn't exactly paying as much attention to the blues as I have in previous seasons, but I was just shocked. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly is like the face of the blues and to just like see him, you know, just suddenly like, and especially at like late at night when they announced the trap announced the trade um, to just see him go. And he literally like, they got him on a plane like that night and he played in Toronto the next day. So like it was hardcore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, it's so funny to me that, like, if, like that is your experience with Ryan O'Reilly as, like, being the face of the Blues. Like, it, was, it just, like, shows, like, where you came into hockey because of all the drama that was surrounded Ryan O'Reilly back when he was traded from Buffalo to the Blues. And so it's, yeah. it's I have so no funny. idea about that. Yeah, Tage Thompson is actually a part of that trade 
he was oh. one of the, he was one of the prospects that the Blues sent to the Sabers that materialized into arguably one of their best. Well, I mean, I would argue that Tage Thompson is probably their best forward. Um, so it all worked out for both parties. This really it feels like that rarely happens, <laughs> but yeah, it did. and and so hey. It all works out in the end. I mean, that was a really good pickup. And, like, to me, obviously, I think that there is more talent at this point in his career in Ryan O'Reilly than there was at the point in in their career in which Nick Foligno was traded to Toronto. But it kind of resembles a lot of that, like where it's like a team captain gets traded to Toronto, a massive haul going back to St. Louis. And and then on top of that, like, this is an under-60 free agent at the end of the day. He might cost a lot right now, but, like, either he might take a, a low deal or you have he's a rental. That's a lot to give up for a rental. <laughs> but but I get it. Well, and isn't it it's um it's the Leafs general manager's last year in his contract, right? Yeah, so there's a little bit of speculation that like this is like a save this is like ass. his Hail Mary, like yeah. Um because it does, I mean, it does give the vibes of like going all in and you know, everyone likes to make fun of Toronto that they always go out in the first round. So, I mean, maybe this addition to, you know, their lineup will push them through. But it's definitely, like, it's definitely an interesting, like, Hail Mary situation. Um, so it'll be fun to watch play out. Well, and it's almost, it feels like a you-have-to situation, in my opinion. Like, if you're Toronto, I mean, like, I just feel like, they're like you said, just such a place of like must do something or else. And that's obviously never a place that you want to be in if if you're an NHL GM. And to your point about Kyle Dubas, I'll be so devastated if Kyle Dubas isn't their general manager, though, because I don't get mad about running into him at Traverse City. I mean, he could go to any of the other teams that come to Traverse City so that we could still see him there. There's not that many of them. It's, like, it's only like five, six teams. But Maybe, maybe he can come to Columbus. I don't know. I don't know what he'd do, but he can come to Columbus. I was uh, like, are you uh, ditching Yarmo? No, 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 no. Not yet, at least. We'll wait and see how this offseason goes before I get too anxious. But, but yeah, I'm trying. No, I'm trying to look to see what. Because, I mean, the thing about Toronto is like, you just have to be thinking your lucky stars that there's no way that you're going to run into. Um, Boston in the first round. Obviously, Tampa yeah. Bay is going to be a challenge too, but <laughs> they really could not have afforded uh, to run into each other. I mean, so far, well, if I weren't stupid, that could help. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we'll find out on April 6th, but it's one of those things where, like, unless Toronto ends up fielding a better team than than Boston. I mean, I don't think it matters. Like Boston to me is like so good. <laughs> like, yeah. And they're going to be hot and ready for the first round of the playoffs for come sure. On, come on little Caesars. But, but yeah, no, it looks like, I mean, the Bruins have taken two out of three against the Maple Leafs this season. So we'll see what happens in April, but, but yeah, that's that trade. Got to get, got to get ready for our coverage of, of the trade deadline coming up here soon. We'll, we'll have some episodes here in the next well, it has to be next week. Yeah. 
Wow, that's horrifying. Um, it has to be probably next Tuesday. Wow, okay, we gotta probably get on that. We gotta record that episode. The next we got week. a couple of text messages to send. So, sure. okay, well, <laughs> I always forget this month is so much shorter than the other ones. Uh, anyway, the cannonball is today as you're listening to this episode up out on Tuesday, and the cannonball is always such a cool thing to like see. Um, pictures of and that kind of stuff. One day we will be there. We have manifested that for ourselves and, and maybe next year is the year. But but this year's theme is Denim and Diamonds, right? Or something like that. It's like, mm. I don't know if that's literally what it's called, but it's that It is product. Denim and Diamonds, and yeah. Look at me go. Here I am. But yeah, it's it's always fun like to see what everybody wears. Of course, Patrick Line is going to absolutely be like what everybody's like waiting to see. I want him to come out in a diamond-encrusted Canadian tuxedo. it's not outside of the realm of possibility i just i want him to come like full bling but also just like the tackiest denim physically possible what's the over under on number of players that do that that emulate the the britney and justin timberlake oh i think oh i obviously think line will do it um, I think Elvis will do some variation of it. I would love if Elvis and his wife would do like the um, Brittany and Justin like exact ensembles because I think that would be hilarious. Um, I think some of the younger guys are going to try and like, you know, because I think denim is easier for them to work with um, mm-hmm. than some of the other themes that they've had in the past. But yeah, I think a Branson will probably show up like very sleek, but still in like a denim situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited. And again, I said it when we talked about this the very first time when they announced the theme. I just really want Johnny to come in like some form of jewel encrusted beanie. Like that's really although he could show off the new haircut and not wear a hat. So we would take that. But if he does choose to wear a beanie, I would like it to have some bling on it of some sort. Like I'm sure Patrick could like let him borrow one of his like $4,000 beanies. Perhaps. You know. So Ooh, maybe if you ever if you have it, look up sometime how much uh Patrick Liney's Celine bucket hat is. Yeah, I way more than either one of us is ever going to be able to afford. But maybe, Correct. maybe on Fridays episode, be on the lookout. Maybe we'll do some uh, some fashion photo reviews. Oh, I would love that. Oh God, yeah, let's start some shit. I love it. Okay, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the cannibal. I mean, so the main aside from the Luke's, um, the the main sentiment of the event is to raise money for the Blue Jackets Foundation and to um, just like you know, raise awareness of XYZ thing. And so that's exactly what's happening at the Cannonball this year. And they have a um, an auction site up, as they do every year, where you can go in and you can bid on certain items, things like that. And Laura and I were looking through them, and there are some good ones in here, like some ones that you would, like, definitely be down for, like a Captain Meet and Greet or um, just, like, different, like, tickets. Yeah, four tickets in a Zamboni ride. Um, All the things. It's yeah, like private the, private fan zone experience. Everything you, know. you would expect and more. And so Laura and I were chatting about just like what Laura, I want to know what you think is the goofiest and like funniest to you, like gift. 
or not gift, but like item in here. But then I also want to know, like, what is the one thing that if you had all the money, what would you buy? Oh God. I mean, there, there are definitely, cause I brought this up to you. There are definitely some like weird, not weird, unique items that are available uh, at the auction. And I think I might steal yours because you, or at least something that you mentioned. I'll be so pissed. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to steal it. Because you made me go first in the three stars. Um, I think the we the weirdest thing on here is the kitchen bin starter kit. Oh, yeah. it. Is. I mean, like, I'm not mad about that one. I thought it was going to be the thing that you want. That will make me mad. Oh, no, no. Um. Yeah, I just, it's literally, like, if you're into um, organi organizing, you've seen these before. They're, like, the bins that you use to, like, restock your fridge and stuff. But that's just, like, the weirdest thing that I think could possibly be. And there's so some weird of, stuff on here. It's so out of context. And, like, I know people, like, I know like sponsors for the blue jackets like donate stuff for this so i know like we have a couple like organizational companies uh at least we have in the past that have been sponsors of the blue jackets so i'm sure that that's where it's coming from but it's just in context so weird to just and it's basically the one of the cheapest things on here right now it's going for like 150 dollars but the item that i would go for if I had all the monies, I don't know how you don't do this. I would go for the team trip. Yeah. Like that to me is just like, I wouldn't speak any words the whole time. Cause I would just be like overwhelmed, but I like, that would be a dream come true experience. Do I have five and a half grand? Absolutely not. But if I had unlimited monies, then absolutely a mute experience on the team trip. Yeah, that's that is fun. I mean, like, I wouldn't even like I feel like I would just I mean, like, I know me, I know what would happen. I would absolutely just hang out with Jeff Savota on the plane the entire time. <laughs> like I wouldn't talk to any of the players. I would just shoot the shit with Jeff because that just feels correct to me. I would find my comfort person. And yeah, Jeff, you know, Catherine probably. Uh maybe rumor. No. <laughs> um, you know, maybe Jody Shelley, since I've met him that one time. But yeah, I would I'm be too there. I would be too freaked out by that many players in one space. So but I would still that would still be the experience I would choose. Okay, so for me, what do I think the weirdest thing is? I <laughs> I don't know. I some of it is funny. Like there's so many of these denim things that like I am just like thrown off by Loki. Like <laughs> specifically the one that has made like and it maybe shouldn't make me laugh this hard, but it's the ass pocket. Oh yeah, that's team that's signed. signed. It's a team signed denim like canvas butt pocket, but the canvas is wrapped. Like at least that's kind of how it looks to me. It's like a wrapped canvas, but it's wrapped with denim. And the denim that they used from the jeans 
is an ass pocket that has Ohio faded into it. And the heart of it is, is like in Mason, Ohio. Like where, like, I don't know where, where would you say that heart is? Like, it's not Columbus. Like it's that's like Cincinnati or Dayton. It feels like it's a little North of Cincinnati. That's why I said Mason. I'm trying to be as specific as possible. Come on Kings Island. But yeah, I was like, wait, I don't know. That just doesn't make sense to me. That's probably the weirdest thing. It also has no bids. Should I bid on it just to be funny? But I, there are two things. I'm doing a you. Oh, so you're splitting between two things that you want? Yeah. Mostly because one of them is like the thing that I actually could potentially afford. And I got, and like I would do it like potentially. And that's the, I think the team signed print of the denim jacket is really cute. I really mm-hmm. like that. I would absolutely get that. Um, I might I might even pay attention to that and like see if that's something that I might be interested in. But no, as I'm as I'm looking at these, and it, it's the one thing that we said was really weird at first. The cabin in Wyoming. I would totally take the cabin <laughs> in Wyoming. Maybe that's the season of life that I'm in where I'm like, I really just need to like be in a secluded ass area for a week and just like not like just disconnect from existing. That actually sounds so hot to me in this moment. And like if I could have like something, I I don't know the legality of everything in Wyoming and if it equates to the legality of everything in the state in which I live in, I would love it if it did. I don't think it does. Then it looks like I'm driving. (laughs) To Wyoming because that sounds amazing to me. All right. <laughs> I was talking to my high school best friend and one of the loves of my life, Taylor, about just like, like, what is your ideal like dream day? And to me, it was like in the cabins, in the woods, with a hot tub on like a low, like mid 50s, low 50s day. Like, that is just, like, that sounds so nice right now. It does. It sounds very quaint. Hang out with me me and my man's Jeffree Star. No. He is problematic (laughs) AF. Yeah, no, never, ever, 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 ever. Nobody has to worry about that. Jeffree Star actually says a lot of things that are totally the antithesis of the show in which we create. But... Oh my gosh. Well, if that's how loopy we are just talking about the cannibal, I can't wait to see just how loopy we are when it's happening and we're talking about it. But before you can tell the people where to pay attention to us, is there anything else on your radar, Laura? Anything in your Blue Jackets bubble that you need us to know? Um, I just realized that we never mentioned that uh, the new kid finally made his debut, Lane Pedersen. Well, that's because I'm pissed off about it because... (laughs) Because now that Johnny Goudreau's not in the lineup, like, Brad Larson doesn't know what to do with the lines. He's like, I I think that he should just play with Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger. It's like, what the fuck do you mean? Just because that's where Johnny – like, I was like, this is dumb. Well, you know that on the, like, whiteboard of the lines, the only person that's laminated is Johnny – so, like – he hasn't been able to move him, and he hasn't been hurt up until now. Literally, just so. added like the other half of the three onto the onto it to make it an eight, and it's like, okay, that's the lines. <laughs> it's okay; everything oh, will be fine. That happened, and also the monsters 
outdoor jerseys are beautiful. Oh my god. Incredible. Like they did such a good job. If you haven't seen them, go straight to any monster social media. Go to our social media because I tweeted about it and I also put it on our Instagram story. But these are the monsters jerseys for the outdoor classic that they are doing in less than two weeks on March 4th. And they're just so good. Like they're this beautiful blue color. They have these great yellow accents. The monsters like logo looks so good. Um, I hope that all the merch that they have for them for this game is like the same style. Um, yeah, they're gonna look really good. Yeah, I cannot wait. I am absolutely going to buy one of those. It's exciting. Jeez, and it, I'm happy to see that they did it the right way. They also give like kind of like Batman Gotham City vibes. Yeah. So I've recently I have come to the conclusion, and I think I might have said this when I was on the Holy Grail regularly. I think I came to the conclusion that for some reason the Cleveland Monsters logo kind of reminds me of the dragon and how to train your dragon. Oh yeah. Like like almost eerily so, like almost to the point where I'm wondering if somebody has a lawsuit that they can potentially make. It's like kind of wild. And I think that this third, like this like outdoor jersey, like accentuates it to an extent. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think it makes it even clearer. I really hope that they bring the giant inflatable dragon for them to skate out of for the outdoor game. I feel like they have to, right? I would hope. That's my thought, at least. I don't know if the other team has anything, but I think they definitely need to bring the monster. Holy shit. What? I just did that ADHD thing that I do sometimes and check Twitter while we're recording. Mm -hmm. And as we speak, um, at the 17-15 mark of the second period in Pittsburgh, there were 14 penalties called. There was a roughing and misconduct. So Ross Johnston got a roughing and a misconduct for the Islanders. Jason Zucker got a roughing and a misconduct for the Penguins. Um, Johnston and Zucker both also got unsportsmanlike conducts. Evgeny Malkin, Matt Martin, Scott Mayfield, Chris Letang, Ryan Pulak, Marcus Peterson, or Marcus Pedersen all got called for roughing. Brock was Nelson like, got an unsportsmanlike conduct and Jake Gensel got called for roughing. Was there like a full-on gang fight on the ice? There must have been. I missed it. Very clearly, because I'm we're literally recording a podcast, but yes. Fascinating. But yeah. Uh I can't think of a better segue into where to follow us on Twitter than me having a random outburst about Twitter. That does um, lead well into into that for sure so yeah follow us on social media you can <laughs> follow us on twitter and instagram at subjectively pod you can follow us on facebook tiktok and youtube at subjectively speaking we do have a very lovely website that has all the links to all these things that i'm talking to you about that you can check out at subjectively speaking dot com if you would like to support your two favorite hockey podcasters and their mission to attend a cannonball one day 
and to get some sweet merch in exchange, you can visit our merch store, subjectivelymerch.com. Hopefully going to have some new items up there soon. This is your cue to text Steven and see how those are coming along. Um, and then lastly, you can rate, review and subscribe to whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Um, we don't know how any of the things work algorithm wise, just that, you know, ratings, reviews, subscriptions, likes, whatever, um, all help us get noticed in the hockey podcast charts and help bring more amazing people to this lovely little community of ours. So other than that, we just love and appreciate you all so much. And thanks for filling some of your hockey void with our show since they don't play again until Thursday. Yeah, wow, wait. That's sad. <laughs> it is sad. Yeah, wow. I mean, they will have, thankfully, at least they will have content from the cannonball that they can also soak in. Yes, we love filling voids. <laughs> As he makes a really inappropriate like gesture to the camera. Um, and so we're glad that we can fill yours. But <laughs> anyway... We do. We love and appreciate you all so much. And we hope that, um, you know, until next time, until we get the chance to come to you all again on Friday, that you take care of yourselves and you take care of one another. And we will chat with you all at the end of the week. Bye.